We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Rotowire Showdown Show. I'm Adam Zadroik, joined by Jack Burkhart. We're talking this uh, Friday showdown at DraftKings, Birmingham City against Reading. It is up. Uh, let's do this, Jack. Are you ready? Birmingham City, Reading. What do you think? I'm a big Birmingham City guy. I don't okay. know. I feel a big connection to the club. And anytime it's a game against Reading, you know. The boys are going to be fired up for it. So I think the people are pumped. And uh, I don't know. I think we have at least two hours to discuss that. <laughs> All right. So why is that showdown up before the World Cup semifinal on Wednesday? I don't know. But we're going to talk about this France-Morocco match. We're going to go off the cheat sheet. We have all the prices here. So it won't be too difficult. Jack has his own his own spreadsheet whatever that he puts prices in, he can create lineups. But, I mean, all we need is really the prices and the matchup. It's not too difficult here uh, to talk about. So, um, yeah, this is before this is before Tuesday's game. So, I guess there's nothing else to talk about, really. It's, it's just talking about this game, huh? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, um, I don't know. Do we have any insights from our show yesterday when we were talking about the Croatia-Argentina matchup today? I just captained Messi a lot, and I'm praying. That's my plan. But Yeah, Captain Messi. That's We'll, we'll talk about it here. So Messi was – he's 12.8K, right? Yeah. On Tuesday slate. Now we have Mbappe at 12.6K, so we'll definitely have some conversations around that. Mm-hmm. And the odds here, France, 62% chance to win, 49 almost percent chance for a clean sheet, 1.74 implied goals, Morocco, 0.74 implied goals. So that's a one more implied goal there for France. So France are a little bigger of a favorite than Argentina are, which isn't too surprising because Morocco are um, the fourth fourth uh, fourth I don't know I don't want to say worst team I'm trying to think of a word here the fourth least favored team of the remaining four teams is what Morocco are so that's why France are are sitting here and they're expected to score more goals than Argentina are expected to score today Morocco are expected to score fewer goals than Croatia so we go into this game 
and Morocco have still only allowed one goal. I mean, everyone keeps saying it. Morocco, one goal allowed, and that was an own goal against Canada. So, yeah. uh, what are your early thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, well, if we wanted to find a name for Morocco, maybe we can say that they're the last kid picked in gym class or something like this. Uh, they're the least they're the least favored upon, but it doesn't mean that they're the worst team. You know, they played really well and they've defended really well. I follow one of these like expected goals accounts, and I think they're running a little bit good on um, you know not allowing goals. Like they very easily could have. I mean, Pepe could have scored that goal towards the end of the game. Then, of course, he blames the Argentinian referee afterwards, but that's a whole different yeah. story. So they, they have been lucky a little bit, but you have to be a little bit lucky in a knockout tournament. And they've performed quite well. I mean, they've, their defense has been really well organized. They really haven't allowed like an extreme amount of chances. So, um, yeah, I think I, I just think France might be a bit of a different animal than anything that Morocco's faced. And um, when I was thinking about this from a DFS point of view, I noticed that, oh, the prices sort of feel the same, right? Because yesterday we were talking about how all these Argentinian forwards and Messi were so expensive, and um, but we didn't want to play any of them. On this slate, I want to play all of the France forwards, so it's going to open up different roster construction, I think. But we'll have we'll talk about that in tournaments and cash games and stuff moving forward. But I don't know what your impression was. Uh, just first for the lineups in this one, we obviously we have a few questionables as we see on here. Uh, for France, we'll see. Uh, Upa Meccano and Chumani just came out, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes before the show that neither of them trained today. So it appears, wait, Rabio is actually also in that conversation, wasn't he? Yeah, I think Rabio. So I got news that, uh, yeah, we have, <laughs> we have a Rabio not training. We have a, Upamecano not training, okay. and we have a Shuamani not training, if I said that correctly. So, so be a lot of volatility. <laughs> we have questions. We don't know what it's for. I know there's been a lot of illnesses going around, guys have missed training, but usually it's, you know, this is a day before the match for a guy to miss training a day before the match is, is pretty relevant. So something to keep an eye on there. I mean, if all those guys miss out, it definitely changes some things up. We'd get like a Fafana in there. Uh, maybe uh, Kamavinga would move in there as well. So it, it definitely changed the lineup. Super McConnell didn't really look that good against England. So maybe that's actually, you know, a benefit for uh, France. That would it, might be Saliba stepping in for him, uh, the Arsenal center back there. So what about uh, Kanate? Wouldn't he, is he not eligible or? Um, yeah, I guess it was probably both those guys that started in the Tunisia match. Yeah, I mean, we I'll, I'll pull up the, the box score in this. Um, I guess, yeah, Kanate started. I th- for some reason, I thought Saliba started, but no, it was Kanate that started in that game. So, yeah, Kanate would come in, probably Fofano in the midfield. I'd assume Kamavinga might move in. Um, I wonder if there's eh, – maybe not in this game, but – Theo, Theo Hernandez didn't really look that good against England, but maybe not going to be the, the same kind of matchup here. Cause I was thinking maybe, you know, maybe they go to Kamavinga given how Hernandez looked last game, but against Morocco probably won't do that. Yeah, As for I was Mor- going to ask. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Like Theo Hernandez was terrible. Like is Kamavinga <laughs> the only possible substitute? It's, I, mean, I believe be so. Pressure to because. Not play him. Yeah, because his brother Lucas Hernandez got what well, he tore his ACL in the first match of the World Cup for him. 
And they they don't have anyone else at left back. Kamavinga, if everyone remembers correctly, he played against Tunisia at left back, and he won like eleven tackles or something crazy like that. Um, it was a it was a pretty wild match for for Kamavinga, who plays central midfield for Real Madrid, played left back, a little out of position. But yeah. I mean, you'd think that. That is an option, but just against Morocco, there's not going to be that much defending as there was against England. So I don't, I, I doubt that uh, Deschamps will will do that, uh, take Hernandez out because of that one game. Um, as for Morocco, the last news I saw, Aguerd, uh is looking on the right side of fit. So is Masrawi. Apparently, he only had a stomach bug, which which kept him out of the Portugal match. But so Masrawi oh, wow. should be back. Uh, Aguerd may be back. I'd say Aguerd 75-25. I saw Romain Sice is 50-50. Um, Sice, I mean, he basically, last two games, something something was a hamstring or thigh or something. It, it, he's just not, even if Sice starts, he's not going to go 90. He's He, he kind of said, he's like, I probably shouldn't have played last game, and we'll see how he feels in this one. But if he doesn't go... El Yamik was decent enough against Portugal to via the lead center back. And then uh, Atiat Ala replaced Masrawi, and he did it pretty well there. So, um, you got the assist big time. Right. I mean, the Morocco backups played, I mean, as good as you can ask for in that game, again, in a massive game against Portugal. But I think that should be it. Injury wise, uh, Chidira backup forward is suspended after. Uh, his two yellow cards in the span of a few minutes. I think that's it. I think that's it. This is a, a few more injuries than than the uh, Tuesday game, but rock and roll, rock and roll. So for this matchup, you mentioned you're going to want all the French forwards. I, I assume that's because. So if you look at Morocco's recent results, they allowed twelve shots in nine corners against Portugal. Portugal point nine two expected goals. Spain had 13 shots, eight corners, a lot of those in extra time, but 1.01 expected goals. If, we, if you dove down a lot in those numbers, there's not a ton of shots, but there's a lot of crosses. It seems like Morocco are allowing crosses to these teams, and they're having about 25% possession. They're, I think I saw a stat in their last game that they have the fewest amount of possession uh, out of all these teams in matches. So you're going to get a lot of France possession that usually leads to crosses, sometimes shots. It just depends what France can do with that possession. So far, Portugal, Spain, they haven't been able to do too much for them, but they are having solid floors. So how do we want to attack this? You mentioned the, the four forwards here. So uh, who do we... I mean, I guess we can talk Mbappe here for cash games. You don't want to captain Mbappe in cash games. It's, this isn't messy for Argentina, no. you, right? I think it's just a little bit too steep to captain Mbappe. I haven't really – okay, like I look, I plug numbers into an Excel spreadsheet and hit some, <laughs> and then I just see if it fits. So I haven't really done the most robust lineup study. So, you know, we'll have to do some work. But a first impression is that Mbappe makes it too hard to fit in three French forwards. And 
I think that you're probably going to be better off to play three French forwards because Morocco are going to concede a lot of possession. So that's going to be very good for an Mbappe. It's going to be extremely good for Griezmann. I mean, he's had a great floor in all games so far this World Cup. And so you figure this is one of the better spots for him um, to get a ton of crosses and chances created. And then um, Drew is probably a little expensive and not really a cash game play anyways. I'm sure he'll get some looks, but Usman Dembele, even if he only plays 80 minutes, I mean, 8,800, he'll probably get, he'll probably be able to outscore most of the alternatives. It would be tough to find a 2v2 off of him that would, that would outscore that. So because I want to play those three guys, I do think Mbappe and the captain's a little too expensive. But if you look at his game log, I'm terrified of it. He's hit he's eclipsed over 30 points i think in three of his five games um maybe i maybe i miscounted last night though so it's a really scary fade in Mbappe because it's a good spot for him i think he's like is he close to even money to score a goal yeah he's he's 120 yeah i mean people are gonna captain him and if you go into the big double up you're gonna be staring that down the barrel and that's that's a scary proposition. So I understand why people will go there. I just think um, I don't. I just think I prefer Griezmann. But what do you think? So we had this conversation for the England match, and I, I mean, I think we got it on the spot with how we were going to play Mbappe against England. We, you know, we talked about the matchup with Kyle Walker and mm-hmm. how, what they what England were going to do against him. And I mean, it, it worked. Mbappe. I mean, maybe it, did, it didn't work uh, <laughs> on the scoreline, but it worked against Mbappe. Mbappe had one shot, one chance created, one cross, two fouls drawn, 5.2, 5.2 fantasy points at DraftKings. Um, this matchup, this isn't Kyle Walker, but Akimi plays at PSG with Mbappe. Those guys go against each other. Uh Mbappe, I don't know if he, he tweeted it or posted on Instagram. He was cheering for Morocco earlier in the tournament, cheering for Akimi. Uh, seems like those guys are pretty good friends uh, playing on PSG. So now we got Akimi against Mbappe. How much are you putting into this matchup? Does this maybe this isn't Kyle Walker and Mbappe? This isn't Morocco trying to you know focus solely on Mbappe, but I mean Akimi. He's going to come into this game saying, my goal here he's, is just to glue on to Mbappe, take him out of this game. I don't think Akimi's really going to get up the, the field very much. Um, so no. from DFS purposes, I, I'm not going to look at Akimi, but uh, just for Mbappe here, I almost don't even want to play Mbappe in cash games. Wow. That's... um. That's a little bit bold to not play Mbappe in cash games. But I think if you're buying into that narrative, I mean, plus I think Mbappe, in the, if he doesn't score a goal, he'll score like maybe six DraftKings points. Maybe. I don't know. But France are going to have a lot of possessions. That makes me think that Mbappe, you know, could have a floor of eight to ten points even without a goal. And if that's the case, I still do want to play him. Who are you interested in playing instead in that case, right? Because DFS is a game of alternatives, so you can fade Mbappe, but what would be the plan to use your salary? Because you do have a lot of salary to use. Yeah, because we don't have actual the actual slate up. I'm I'm trying to figure it out by looking at it. So if you do the if you do the Griezmann captain with 
Mbappe, you're kind of sitting around, I don't know, about 5,500 per slot for your final four slots. Yes. So, I mean, I guess at that point, you're almost kind of stuck with going to root. Uh, if you don't go Mbappe because you have the money, but I yeah. still, so probably maybe it's not worth it. And then you're also the thought with Mbappe, even if you don't like him, you're kind of blocking, you're kind of blocking for when he, you know, maybe he does have a 20 point game. So, yeah, I've learned this lesson the hard way in showdown cash games where it's like, I've, it's not my best game by any stretch, but I still play them and I still study them. I try to learn them and, you know, I'll be in spots. It's like a Tottenham showdown and Harry Kane is going to be plus 160 to score and obscenely expensive. So I'm like, oh, okay, easy. I won't play Kane. I'll play Sun and Ivan Perisic and get all the floor points and, you know, fullbacks and I'll save the salary. And then we flip the cards and this is in the mass in the big five dollar double up, and Harry Kane is eighty five percent, and I'm just completely. And it, it's not a good feeling because one, eighty five percent of the field disagrees with you, so you're either an idiot or a genius. I'll lean on the other side of that one, and um, you are just completely you're you're completely out of it if if that goal scorer ends up scoring. So in these situations, maybe I've learned, I don't know if it's the optimal thing or not, but Mbappe is probably going to be over 70%. That might be really conservative. And for that reason alone, it's like, okay, the alternative is Giroud. I don't know if I want to do that. You know, Giroud and some mid extra mid-price guys, I'd rather do his studs and duds and have Mbappe and just make sure I have that thing locked up. And hopefully I can handle the lineup news well and find, you know, those last three spots and do as well as I can. But I think the field is probably going to do this sort of Griezmann and Bappe move. And then we just want to get the last four spots lined up. That's my personal opinion, though. The salary is a little bit tough, but I mean, there's some guys in the 3,000 to 4,000 range that you can play. So you can play two of those and then you can play like a Dembele and a mid-range player as long as the XL spreadsheet's working. That doesn't seem so bad to me. Um, maybe we can go through some of the prices of, of these players. I, I do think if you go Mbappe, you probably will be stuck with maybe a, at least one center back. For sure. that's I am stuck with um, Aguerd right now when I do that. I, I just need it to make it As work. your one Moroccan player or multiple Morocco players? Um, I'm looking at this, and to make it work, I'm playing two Morocco players. Maybe I can fit Varane in instead of, um, I put Salim Amala in there just because the price fit. But yeah, you're just playing two low-priced Moroccan players. Yeah. Um, I plugged in mid-priced Rabiot since he seemed better than the options in that range, but that's a fitness issue, so that's going to be something that's a complete question mark, and I don't even know if that's a good play or not. And then yeah. I plugged in Dembele as well, who I also don't know if that's necessarily a good play, but it seems appealing and it feels like I want to get some of this French upside in there because I mean, who's going to be, who's a better play who projects better Dembele or Ziyech. That's a question that you'll have to answer. I definitely want to see the injury reports on all these France guys before, even the Morocco guys. I want to see what the actual injury is for Rabio, like why he's missing training today. I want to see that before plug him in or, or at least using him because if it's like a muscle injury, then you have, then you have the situation. Even if he starts, he could be the guy first, 
first sub off, same with Chua Mania. I want I want to see what the actual issue is with the with these guys because uh, what we had it with, I guess Rodrigo DePaula is a guy with an with a muscle injury. Di Maria, those guys in today's game, we'll see if mm-hmm. both of them start. Kind of a thing. DePaul went off early last match. It's just with muscle injuries, it's just they could be off in the first half, basically. So that's something I, I'd keep an eye on. Yeah, that happened with Nuno Mendes in that one Portugal group stage game, and it yep. tilted everyone's face off. So it's definitely there's like an edge in being aware of it. But um, Adam, I maybe. Think, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think if you fade Mbappe, you can look. You can fit in like the fullbacks. You can fit in Theo Hernandez. Yeah. You can fit in uh, Kunde, I guess, if you want to take that route. Kunde's five K. So with Mbappe, like you're not, you can't. It's kind of difficult. You're not gonna be able to get Hernandez for sure. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I guess you could play him. I guess you could play Theo Hernandez instead of like a Dembele with Mbappe. And, you know, you're still doing this punt twice construction. Um, so you definitely are sacrificing maybe some interesting plays. So I'll maybe just going through some of these like mid range guys. So the construction that I'm talking about with three French forwards, including Mbappe, this is going to have you omitting players from this range. So like, uh, Mazari, I pronounced that wrong. Kundi, you can't play an Nezri, you can't play a Shuamani. No, you maybe you can play like, oof, yeah, uh, no Hakimi, but we're not too interested anyway. No Hernandez. Some of those seem like good plays. I have to confess, I don't know Kundi's game too well. Is he a pretty good attacking player? All I know is that like literally every single club kept uh, trying to buy him this summer. <laughs> um, he doesn't attack that much. He plays a lot of center back for. For Barcelona, I think he played mostly uh, center back at Sevilla. I'm looking at his game log. He was almost exclusively center back for Sevilla. So right back isn't his, his uh, normal position. So that's kind of why his he has his game what? log isn't great. Yeah. He has one cross and three starts, though I guess he has three shots. So he has more that shots feels- than crosses, if that says anything. Yeah, that feels sort of like a bad play at $5,000, just as a first impression. Um, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, it's just expensive. Yeah, uh, it's, it's okay. Um, I'd say he's still, I do like these fullbacks though in this matchup because Mm, yeah, this game, I don't know what I should compare it to the Poland match maybe, or. I do like Hernandez, though. I think, I mean, some people will look at what he did against England, and, I mean, we kind of, I don't know, bashed him a little earlier on the show, but this is a completely different matchup. I know Ziyech is is up there as well, and he'll have to deal with that, but France are going to have more of the ball. Um, He's going to be up the field a lot. Koundé probably will be up the field a lot as well, and Morocco have allowed a lot of crosses. I mean, if you could play that, you could play the play the fullbacks and Captain Giroud route. Maybe you know get the fullback crossing in, into Giroud kind of a thing. Um, I, I do like Hernandez. You know, seventy two hundred, and because I guess this is just the the fade Mbappe route. You you get Hernandez because Hernandez probably won't be that popular if people are paying on Griezmann. People are paying for Mbappe. Hernandez probably won't be that popular, but I think Hernandez might have a similar or better floor than Mbappe in this game. That's interesting. Yeah. 
Well, if we're talking about cash games and you're already not playing Mbappe, you don't particularly care for what's the popular <laughs> right. thing to do at that point. And that's okay. You know, you don't, you know, in theory, we don't worry about, uh, you know, utilization in double ups. But um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely the upside. When you don't play Mbappe, you do get to play Theo Hernandez. And I think, yeah, he sounds just, he just sounds better to me than Kunde. I guess I was pretty harsh on him, but the thing going through my head is I was just imagining it would be like an Arsenal slate or something where Ben White, you know, right back. This is kind of what it is. This yeah. is kind of what it is. And so I would just kind of like chuckle at that price. I mean, if Kunde was, uh, you know, 4,000, then I'd be just a little bit more interested because it appears that he does shoot sometimes. But, um, I don't know, 5,000 is a lot. And there's this uh, Moroccan player, Unahi, who's like been pretty solid, actually, who's <laughs> nearby. He almost seems like a pretty decent $4,000 option. I'm just pulling up his game log right here. Maybe he's one of these like better in real life players, but the announcers just kept lavishing praise on him in the last match. <laughs> I mean, this game yeah. log's not bad. Against Spain, he got 6.8 DraftKings points. And against Portugal, he got 8.9, created two chances against Portugal. Um, drew four fouls, so he seems to be one of these fouls drawn kind of guy. Took a shot. Seems like a completely reasonable, a pretty decent play in that four thousand to five thousand dollar range. Yeah, I actually I think I'm gonna have uh, Unahi in my so rare team. So, um, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> it seems like a lot of his foul drawns are like after he makes a tackle or steals a ball, like the other team will, will tackle him, kind of a thing. We'll kind of take him out. Nice. Um, but I guess here, so for Morocco, are you considering – Oh, you probably aren't considering Ziyech then, 8,200 in cash games? Uh, it feels like too much, and let's pull up his game log. It's such a small sample. It kind of feels – you know, I, I know how it's like, oh, we need like long samples and things. But in the World Cup, we have small samples, and that's all we can really look at. And, I mean – you know, eight points in the last game, two points in the previous game. We're going to project that France keeps the ball quite a lot. It's tough to play Ziyech, but I mean, he'll probably go 90 minutes, even though he didn't go 90 minutes against Portugal. And I guess you want to say, do I want to consider him or Dembele? And Dembele is probably more likely to score a goal and he's going to be on the team with the ball more. That's going to be more opportunities to create chances. It's just going to be tough for me in a cash game construction to click ZH unless I desperately need that $600 somewhere else. But it seems like I should be prioritizing spending on the more expensive players. So I do think I prefer Dembele, but um, just in that price range. But in tournaments, I mean, he can definitely be part of a goal. Um, what do you think about his outlook, Adam? I'll say that I think... Ziyech is in play if you fade Mbappe. And this yeah. matchup for for Morocco, I mentioned, you know, they don't like possession. and But I think Portugal, the way Portugal and Spain play, is a little different than how France played. I agree. Uh, both, both Spain and Portugal had more than 70% possession in those matches. I don't think France are going to be 70-plus percent possession. That's That's not really how they play. Looking back at a few no. other matchups, 55% percent possession against uh, Poland, and then they, had, they were at 62% against Australia, and those were the two high matches. So even yeah. if they're even if they get to 65 or 
or I think it's going to be sitting at kind of in the 60% range. I think that just means, you know, more time with Morocco and the ball, more time for them, more opportunities for guys like Ziyech in the attack, more corner opportunities. So mm. I'm not, I'm not entirely looking at what happened the last couple matches though. I mean, Ziyech was fine last game. Granted, yeah, he was, was fine. Granted it was, no, it wasn't 120 minutes. It was only 90 minutes. Sorry, 82 minutes. Actually, he went off early. So, yeah, I mean, I think he can get to what he was at last match, around eight points, if not more, depending on how this game goes. So, I mean, I think that, again, this is this comes to the, the fade Mbappe route. Mm-hmm. Like, like Ziyech and Hernandez are only in the conversation if you fade Mbappe because you're going to have the money to spend. And I think it's reasonable that you can look at those guys. And, I mean, what if Mbappe is at – maybe he does hit 8 to 10 floor points but doesn't get the goal or assist. And so the rest of those lineups with Mbappe, whether he's captain or not captain, they have maybe one or two center backs in there, and those guys – you know, those guys are down there two to four points and you're instead of the two to four points, you're getting the, I don't know, eight to 12 with Hernandez and Ziyech instead. So Mm. I do think the it's viable. The roster you can put together is without Mbappe is viable in cash games. Yeah. I mean, you're making the, this is again, a Jordan Cooper lesson lineups, not players. And that lineup has a, has a nice case for it right there. It's tough to disagree. I, I think you're right as well. Like I might've been overestimating how much possession France will have. They're just not the type of team to want to, you know, boss the game around like that. They are content. They're probably a little more like, this is going to sound silly, but it's like, they're a little more tactically well-drilled than other teams. It feels like, I feel like they have a system and they want to play that way. And it's just not, they're not going to be desperate to possess the ball the whole time. And therefore, Ziyech is going to get a few more minutes on the ball. And that does make a big difference. I'm definitely sold on Ziyech in tournaments, at least based on this. Um, Fading Mbappe still feels a little bit tough, but the route's looking a little bit more clean now based on that. So Mm -hmm. I think that's, I don't have anything more to say. That was well said. And I dig it. I dig it more now. All right. We figured out cash games now. Shout out you. (laughs) We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now uh, 50K. We're going to win the 50K tournament. So Mbappe in tournaments. Should, should I look up what his percentage was on this last late? What do you think yeah. about captaining Mbappe in tournaments? Will he be 40%? Is he going to be that high? Oh, boy. Um, I guess Graceman and Giroux and Tabelli are viable alternatives, but he's going to be over 30 for sure. Uh, it's just, it, I'm so bad at this. It's tough to say, but again, you have, he's the highest priced player. So people just love to click on that player in the captain. And he has by far, like he's got like a thermonuclear ce- um, ceiling. So he's going to be quite popular at 40%. I'll probably play some of him at captain just because I want access to that. But, I mean, you're really restricted in what you can do for the salary, and you just made me quite interested in players like Ziyech and Hernandez and Dembele. You know, we have Giroud and Griezmann. So you're kind of pricing yourselves out, yourself out of a lot of those combos. So maybe I'm not going to play 40% of Mbappe. Captain, if he scores a brace, I lose. Oh, well, that happens sometimes, but there's just a lot of different rosters that you can construct without him. Um, All right. I found I found numbers uh, most for the uh, Poland uh, France match because I don't think the England one is a good comparison. So mm-hmm. Mbappe was twelve k. We had this is in the main GPP. Uh, it was ten k to first. Thirty two point six percent captain for Mbappe. Uh, Eighty seven point five percent total. Uh, Griezmann was about 15% captain. Theo Hernandez was 15.2% captain. What? Um, I, this was the main thing with Hernandez is if you look at his game log uh, before that Poland game, he had, he had 22, 19, like he had some big matches to where okay. people were game log watching and plugging him into captain. So that that's kind of the, all right. That's the reasoning there. Dembele, was 9K, 7.4% captain. And the opposite side of that, Chesney, 5.5% captain on 40% of teams. Um, I think those are all the main ones. I guess I missed uh, Giroud here. Where's Giroud? Uh, Giroud is somewhere in here. I don't think he did good in this game, which is why he's not on any of these winning lineups. Hmm. Interesting. So... Probably, probably around the similar, yeah, probably pretty similar. Maybe outside of Hernandez, you'd probably be more looking at everyone but Dembele. Dembele would probably be the, the least popular of those guys, yeah, probably. So, I mean, the Steel Hernandez 15% that's gonna have to siphon to other players. So, maybe Mbappe is gonna be around 35 to 40. Um, that's a little less than his probability to score a goal. Um, yeah, Giroud, Giroud in this one, he was 10.2K, so more expensive than he is now. A 6.7% captain, only 24% total. And again, this is coming off of his last game. He didn't play against Tunisia. In his prior game, he had 4.2 points against Denmark. So 
seems like heavy game log watching. So are people going to look at Mbappe's game log and not captain him because of no, the England game? No. <laughs> I think he's one of these game log proof, proof sort okay. of players, right? Everyone knows who Mbappe is. Um, I think I'm interested based on the numbers that you said, and we can sort of use them to approximate utilization that, um, you know, I want to take some, I want to take some um, scratch offs on Giroux and Dembele in that case. Um, you know, you're getting, you know, if Giroux is 8% in the captain and Mbappe is 40%, I feel like the, the payoffs are right when Giroux does well that you can, um, you know, if Giroux does well and Mbappe fails, you're going to vault up the leaderboard. Yeah, I think that's the pretty obvious French route, if you want to take that, Giroud or Dembele at captain. Because mm-hmm. even Griezmann is still will still be pretty popular because, I mean, he's been he's been good. Um, and, and he has the set pieces as well, so. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to want to play. I, I'll consider Griezmann and captain as well. I mean, just play him without Mbappe, and I think that's going to be plenty – that's not going to be super chalky as a result. Um, so that looks really good as well. I mean, it, it, it's pretty boring, but these secondary quote, unquote, these quote unquote secondary French pieces are really talented. You know, they could easily get a goal or, and, you know, a goal plus assist and uh, be the best captain and you're getting a utilization discount on them. So would you I mean, consider captaining anyone outside of the, out of, uh, for France only? Any of anyone outside of the top four forwards there? I am because this is something that I talked about in the previous video, how we talked about maybe captaining a lower priced player. And the thesis behind that was that a bunch of expensive players all do pretty well, but none of them do outstanding. So in this type of situation, you could put, you could captain someone like Varane and I haven't plugged in all of the numbers yet, but, you know, I have my proprietary Excel calculator that uses the sum function. But if you plug someone like um, like a uh, Raphael Varane in there who only costs 3.8K, I mean, you, you kind of need him to score a goal. Um, well, maybe not, maybe in the biggest GPPs, but a way that this can work is that as well is if, you know, Griezmann, Mbappe, and Giroud all score a goal. <laughs> And you somehow want to, you want all three of them in your lineup. And then, um, you know, somehow maybe Varane has a good game. Maybe he gets up to like six or seven DraftKings points somehow. That might be enough to, that might be enough to like make the lineup have enough points where you don't need one of those good captains. Because if you play an Mbappe captain, he scores 18 points. Well, maybe you can't fit the other two players. Um, So I'm going to want to build some lineups, I think, where, I do captain one of these lower owned French players hope they can contribute in some way like a center back can contribute to a goal on the set piece by getting their head on it and then nicking it to one of the forwards or an easy tap in. So there are routes to these guys having ceilings and because I can play a lot of good plays because of that. And I don't think it's going to be super high, high owned in the captain spot. That's something I'll definitely want to sprinkle in. I don't know what you think of that strategy, though. Is that something that you ever do? Um, I usually just captain goalkeeper. Ah, that's a good idea. We don't I, have the goalkeeper price, though, so we have to talk about other. Uh... I don't do a ton of. Oh, actually, we can find goalkeeper pricing. I don't do a ton of captaining center backs. Um, where's Kanate at? Because uh, we might get a Kanate start. 
Uh, Kanate is at 3.4K, so that's a good price. Yeah, I, I don't do this strategy. I outlined a ton. Like if I build 20 lineups, I'll do it like in four of them, you know, just sprinkle in, um, you know, if there's like a defensive midfielder who takes shots, like a Chuamani or a Kamavinga, if he starts, like, you know, you have these nice outs right there. And then the, the upside is that you can play a bunch of the best plays. So it's something I like to, it's a construction I like to tinker with. All right, I'll, I'm getting here to this goalkeeper. Um, it's in the optimizer here. Oh, nice. Uh, Uris is 7,600, which, okay. Seems about. What, Bono's 4,200. 4,200. Oh, my. <laughs> That's pretty tempting. Uh, Kanate is pretty tempting, though, as well, but. Uh, I guess he only has that one start. No, he started against Australia, I guess. Yeah. I wonder why they they moved him out for Upamecano. Hmm. Yeah. I guess my point is that if you do captain a center back, these lineups aren't necessarily dead. You're not just saying, oh, the center back has to score a goal. Um, there's sort of game flows where France do quite well, but the points are well distributed that that lineup can be competitive. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I have to study it more, though. It's, it's just yeah, I'd fun. say not as huge on – I guess their goal odds are pretty similar. But if it, if it is Kanate and Varane, I would – if you're, like, looking to captain this range, I would just captain Kanate. Uh, he's Kanate. cheaper, and I think he's more likely to score. All right. Yeah, I mean – sure. I like it. Um. All right. So – what else do we got here? Um, so for tournaments, Bono, I believe. Jack, are you still with us here? Yeah, I am. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I was just making sure. Um, Good. Yeah, I'm happy to be. <laughs> so how are we, how are we going to win with Bono captain? Are we just plugging Bono in with Mbappe, Griezmann, Dembele, Giroud? Are we? Is that how we're going? Um, <laughs> I don't think you can fit all of those guys in there. Um, no. Oh, you can fit three of them. So yeah, I plugged in. So we have Bono. So I plug him in the captain. So he's six point three a captain, and then you plug in Mbappe twelve point six, plug in Giroud at nine point six, and then plug in Griezmann at ten point four, and then um, let's try to plug in eight point eight Dembele. How much salary do we have left? Two point nine k left. Oh, man. Ugh. Just uh, just brutal. And well, if it had three K left, that lineup would get duplicated. So um, right, probably wouldn't want to play it necessarily. Um, so who would you want to remove from the Bono captain? Would you want to remove Dembele or Giroud? I would rather remove. That's an interesting question. I think I'd rather remove Giroud. I feel like Giroud doesn't really like. He's more of an efficient. Maybe I'm saying this wrong, but like, I feel like Dembele is more likely maybe to shoot a couple shots from distance, especially if they're chasing the game. Um, and he's a little bit cheaper, so you'll be able to rearrange some pieces of your lineup. So if you put in a if you put in a Dembele instead, he's eight point eight, right? How much salary yeah. are we left with? All right, then um, you're left with. Sorry. We're crunching the numbers. We have two, <laughs> we have two lineup spots left, and we have eleven point nine k left. Oh, that's plenty. That's plenty. We can get Nezri in there. 
Yeah, that's that is absolutely the play. So we put a 5.4k and Nesri in there for the goal. Did you see how high he got up on the like they were like saying that um he was like 2.4 meters in the air or something when he scored the header? He was like two feet above anyone else. Yeah, you gotta have that. You absolutely must have that. All right, and then we're left with 6.5. Rabio, if he starts. There you go, Rabio, because we want players who will take some shots on the goal right there. Perfect. We're good. Yeah, I like this lineup. Let's uh, end it. Yeah. <laughs> Easy game, folks. We just winners only. No, I was gonna say, so the comparison here are Dembele and Giroud. So Dembele, you're you're going more you're going for crosses and that doesn't exactly benefit your goalkeeper. No. Um, so you're getting maybe you're going for crosses, hoping for eight points from crosses. Also seems gets, like he also seems I'm, like he's more likely to be subbed off as well. Yeah, I'm kind of just hoping that most of the shots come from Mbappe, so yeah. it doesn't particularly matter. And maybe Giroud has a couple shots, but Dembele has a lot more crosses while they're chasing the game. It feels like um, Dembele is going to be like in a game script where Nesri scores a goal and then France are chasing the game. It feels like Dembele is more likely to benefit from the floor points point of view from there but you can definitely go either way splitting hairs right yeah drew his floor is pretty much just shots so and it doesn't happen too often where drew is gonna have four shots on target and no goals yeah i (laughs) that that was my impression at the start he seems kind of an efficiency player he's not going to be like a yeah basically you know, like i mean Mbappe, just fire off shots anytime he's taking shots he's in the 18 or yeah. he's even in the six with the header or something like that so that's that's kind of why he's your 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 efficiency whatever so yeah all right so we got the bono is there is there anything else we need here anything in nesri captain do we want to go that far zh captain oh i uh, <laughs> i kind of I kind of do like an Inezri captain, and it's just because. Do you think back-to-back sport- matches, though, Inezri, can we trust him? Oh, we can completely trust him if he can jump that high. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> I just like the price. I mean, at 5.4K and he's a target man on the attack, why not? Then you can fit a bunch of the French guys, and uh, in that sort of situation, you can play a game where you know Morocco score one goal and France score two. I mean, it seems like a seems like a great route. Everyone's going to be captaining French pieces, so you can still get that upside from Nesri. I'll definitely be constructing lineups with him in the captain spot. Like him more than Ziyech. Ziyech is expensive, right? If you captain Ziyech, you could captain Dembele, so there's more opportunity cost there. If you captain Nesri, who are the nearby options? I don't know. Do you want to captain Kundi, who we've disrespected greatly on this show? <laughs> you or, have, or I have, <laughs> I should say. Please don't listen to this, Kundi. I mean, in the Chuamani, I mean, and Ezra sort of, he's, uh, he sticks out for feeling in that price range. So, super great tournament option, I think. Would you consider captaining your Reese? Um, I think it's the same situation as what we just had with uh, Emiliano Martinez. Martina. It's yeah. like, how many saves is he going to get? So, yeah, probably not many. Um, I mean, sure, maybe I'd build one lineup with Larice and the captain because um, I'm a sucker for a Tottenham, but that would just be a nostalgia type of thing. I don't think it's the best route to go down. And he's not even that cheap either, so. No, 
he is not that cheap. I mean, I guess you could play him in cash games, I guess. You know, we talked about this <laughs> price range. If you don't really like Theo Hernandez, in France, they're probably pretty likely to keep a clean sheet. Um, Man, I yeah. can't I can't uh, use Uris over Hernandez in cash. Yeah, there, yeah, I would probably prefer the fullback as well in that situation. Um, yeah, not much of a fan of Uris and Captain. You know, Captain, one of these cheaper players... Yeah, and Nazari sticks out in that range. And then otherwise, you know, sprinkle in some of these secondary, quote-unquote, France attackers. I think those are all great tournament routes. Read the 1-0 article as well. Yes, rotowire.com. Or you could probably probably search it. Just search Jack Burkhart 1-0. Well, your your articles will pop up on rotowire. It'll, It'll pop up somewhere. I might also find it. my uh, thesis, so have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think. I mean, we could. We're we're just going through pretty much everyone, everyone's name here, and and saying, yeah, captain them, captain them. But uh, I think Buffal is, is also is also a guy we haven't even Ooh. mentioned that he is a, he is a sub risk. He will go off early, but I mean, he at times he's looked pretty good in the in the attack for Morocco. He's um, a good player too. I was like talented players, and no one's no one's going to captain him. Like we're mentioning a Nazri as an underdog, and but he actually he already has two goals, so people are going to look at him. People that will be yeah, that edge. will be used for sure. I mean, it's kind of a psycho move to captain Buffal, but I don't mind it. I mean, he's had opportunities on goal. People are going to be like, "Oh, he gets subbed off early. That's so frustrating." It's like, well, okay, well, he's going to be less than two percent in the captain maybe right and if like, he scores talking... a goal getting subbed off who cares i mean he got the got the goal <laughs> right like the center backs will be sub two percent sub three percent captain but also so will a forward in this game in buffal he'll be you know he'll be down there so you know what if instead of a nesri gets the goal what if buffal gets gets a goal or assist and he's your captain and no one else has him he's going to be not only will he be sub two, three percent captain, he's going to be on less than 10, 15 percent of overall lineup. I was going to say, you might not need to, you might not need to feel the pressure to captain a Buffal for this reason, right? Because he's not going to be that high captain. So you can flex him and he's not going to be popular in the flex because people will probably prefer Robbie L and Hernandez. And I think we're not going to be on Hakimi so much, but other people will be on Hakimi. So, um, that's an absolutely it's a tough button to click but i think you know trying to win 50k so mm-hmm. you have to click some tough buttons sometimes trying to win 50k so is there any any bench options we want to consider here um who has been coming off the bench for france in the attack well you'd be looking at uh well taram actually came on no he didn't even came on against england uh, it'd probably be Coman. Coman? Who had negative 0.5 against England. Mm, super sub. Colomani uh, um, is not playing. Um, yeah, he's not going to come on late in that type of situation. It seems like they're they're bringing on more defensive guys when they have leads in games. So there's not a great comparison here. Yeah, Turam is like 11K. That's a bit too much to run that strategy out. And you don't even, we don't know who's going to come on, right? Like it might be Coman, it might be Turam. Um, I mean, if they're really desperate, they might they might put in um, 
called Omani. It's one of these things, right? We want to know who's going to be the person who subs on, like Spain. We always know that Spain is going to put Morata on, and that makes him a that makes that move feel a little bit more viable. I don't feel that certainty, so it's just not a route I'm going to consider. And let's say for Morocco, uh, Chidira is suspended, so I think it's going to be Abu Kalal and as Abdi coming off the bench for them in the attack. Do we have prices on them? <laughs> we should. Abdi is 6400 and Zakaria Abu Kal is 7k. So actually they're kind of expensive. So just play Bufal. We don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Abu Kal Abu Kal already scored off the bench, so that's why he's he's 7k right now. I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't really feel the bench this time. Never really do, but I don't even really see a clean way to get it off I mean, all right any anything else here uh what if is it going to change your thoughts on france if like chuamani and rabio are both don't start or do you think it doesn't matter whoever starts um, the midfield? well it, it might matter <laughs> I joked about this before the show but we might be staring down the ba- barrel of a mateo guenduzzi start at 38k <laughs> so if you're ready to go down that road again, I, I'm not too. I think as long as one of those guys plays, as long as Francis front four is in there, I think nothing will, will change too much. Yeah, I, I do agree. I don't know. All these France midfielders are pretty solid, so it probably won't change my opinion too much. And maybe that's wrong, but oh, well. All right, uh, com slash soccer trial free. You need a prediction, trial. Adam. Uh, I'll, I'll get there. I gotta, oh. I gotta do this first. We're, I've gotten a couple questions about what the actual trial gives oh, to people. Um, so free two day trial, no credit card. But if you search Rotowire soccer content breakdown into Google, uh, I did a short little video before the Premier League season that goes over all the content we have. So if you're interested in the soccer trial, check out that video. I don't know, first 10 minutes of that shows you what we have. But mainly, like this cheat sheet, the optimizers, the, all that's included in there. And um, if you subscribe, you can get into our Discord as well. On uh, you know, We've been constantly talking in there throughout the World yeah. Cup. Um, but yeah, so... Prediction here. France, Morocco, you're up first. Um, I love this Moroccan team, but uh, I just think I just think France are just uh, I think they're too good. And um, I'm going to go with um, with something I think I said a little bit earlier. France two, Morocco one. I think Morocco get an early goal. Let's go. It's going to be from Inezri. A nice little. Uh, breakaway really a little defensive breakdown maybe because of some France subs but then I think France are going to get it together we're going to get an Mbappe goal in the start of the second half and then of course a Giroud winner at the in the dying minutes of regular time you didn't uh you didn't read my betting article did you I didn't read it this time although I will (laughs) all right it's very similar to what you just said there's a bet in there for Morocco to score first What's the what's the uh, price on that bet? It's I think that one's plus two thirty five or plus two sixty five. Oh, that's fun! I like it. Yeah, um, you know, I was I think deep down, I think uh, France two one is what I think deep down, but I'm gonna say Morocco one nil. 
There you go. <laughs> Who's your goal? Buffal. Buffal. There we let's go. Let's go. I'm going to captain Buffal. I'm going to let's do it. Do it. When I'm going to enter the main with Buffal captain and I'm going to get last place, but uh I'm going to get last or I'm going to win 50k. That's what it that's what it comes down to. GPP life. <laughs> but thanks for watching. Uh yeah, I already gave rotoware.com slash soccer trial. You can find Jack at Jack Burkhart. I am at Rotozadroik on Twitter. And please like, subscribe, give the thumbs up on YouTube. Uh, make sure to, you know, if you listen on podcast form, uh, leave some reviews over on, on Apple. Those are always uh, good notes for our overlords. You know, if, if the overlords see the uh, the positive vibes going to, to Rotowire soccer, I'll be able to put out more content for everyone. So I just want to read the last, the last review here from NY Values. Uh, key part of my process gets you close to most of the best plays and get a good feel for the chalk builds for tournament pivots. Yep, NY Values. What that is? <laughs> <laughs> giving us the good stuff there. And we got uh, Chan and uh, Bear talking here. I don't think anything. Uh, no, Bears, Bears shouting out as Abdi as your sub yeah. guy. So there you go. Yeah, as Abdi. Okay, we'll see about that. All right, guys. We'll we'll be back for I, I guess the third place game and then the final. So good luck on the next two slates, and we'll see everyone in I don't know Friday. I guess we'll do the shows Friday. How about that? All right. Good How luck, everyone. That? Good luck, everyone. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase, plus get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com